0: And we are back, Phil Williams, right side Radio Solid Conservative, just plain right, covering down on some major ground across the northern half of the most beautiful state in the nation, Alabama. Uh, yeah, this station goes, I mean, this, this show goes way on down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back on over to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure. Um, so let me just tell you something. If you think for a second that maybe, just maybe, because this is Camel Day, this is this is the day you're feeling a little saucy because you made it through the first half of the week. If you're feeling a little saucy, then maybe tomorrow morning you think, and I'm going to treat myself because it's the second half of the week. On the way into work, I'm stopping at Just Love Coffee Cafe. You like how I threw that in there? Camel Day, Just Love Coffee Cafe. I liked it. You like that? Feeling a little saucy. Feeling a little saucy? Yeah. Stop in and get yourself a womlet. A womlet, you say? Yes, indeed. A giant omelet stuffed with everything, including tater tots, and cooked on a waffle iron. Cool. They got wraps. They got biscuits. They got waffles like you wouldn't believe. Get yourself the Berry 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 waffle. Yes. Get yourself a, Charlene calls them the treat coffees, like the cappuccinos, the espressos, the lattes, or just get them to grind the beans fresh on some of their award-winning dry roast coffee, light, medium, dark roast. All I'm saying is this, if you're feeling a little saucy, you got halfway through the week already, stop in tomorrow morning. Don't do the usual biscuit in the drive-thru. Don't mess up the kitchen. Don't have a bowl of cereal. Go stop by Just Love Coffee. Give yourself a few extra minutes. Stop by Just Love Coffee. Two locations in our listening area, one on Hughes Road in Madison, the other on South Parkway in Huntsville. And treat yourself and tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. I would appreciate that too. Hughes Road in Madison, South Parkway in Huntsville, Just Love Coffee Cafe. All right. uh, So. COVID Aftermath is number three of the Triple Dipper. Boomer, we're making all three dippers. All three. All three dippers and a Grand Council. Woo! <laughs> it's big doings, this is man. It's big doings on Wednesday, big on doings. Monday. I'm just saying. Like it. So Red State has an article. Oh, by the way, this part of the Triple Dipper is called COVID Aftermath. If you're not familiar, today was the day. Republicans took charge of the House, and the COVID investigation began today. So... Interesting thing is how much stuff there is still being dealt with, not just the questions about origin, but the stuff being dealt with in post-COVID world. Are we in? Are we in post-COVID? I think, I think we've moved. And I'm not. A, by the way, I'm not a scientist. I have no degrees in microbiology or the etymology of uh, any kind of illnesses. I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express, but I can tell you this: my understanding is that we are very likely. I'd say likely, like probable, have moved from being in a pandemic to being endemic. It's endemic, meaning it's just part of life now. COVID's here. It's just here. It's like the flu. It just, we're going to have, we're going to have COVID around. Well, that being said, why are we still doing some stupid stuff? Like why do we still have these travel bans? So redstate.com has this article. Ron DeSantis pins a cheeky letter to Joe Biden asking if Novak Djokovic can can enter the U.S. by boat. (laughs) This is the win, by the way, for DeSantis. So Ron DeSantis seems to be having a great time in his second term as governor, according to Red State. And while the rest of us wait to see if he's going to run for president, DeSantis is racking up wins and making Joe Biden look foolish every day. For instance, in the issue of tennis star Novak Djokovic, the Serbian tennis stars are making headlines the last few years, not just because he's so good on the tennis court, right? But because of his steadfast refusal, says the article, to get the COVID vaccine, he chose not to. It was his choice. And he got denied the opportunity to do what he does best, which is play in major tournaments around the world. He wasn't even allowed to Australia for the Australian Open. He wasn't able to play in the prestigious U.S. Open because of the vaccination requirements. And now what's happening is he's still not allowed to come in to play in this week's uh, BNP Paribas Open, which takes place in uh, Indian Wells, California. And so once again, the Department of Homeland Security denied his request based solely on his vaccination status. It's ridiculous. By the way, it's a single-player sport. Just tell him you can't shake hands with the opposing side. Don't jump the net. Don't hug your opponent. We'll be fine. Anyway. But because of that, though, the decision is going to force him to miss the Miami Open, which, in which case Ron DeSantis got involved. And he wrote a letter to Joe Biden, apparently. And he said, let's put pandemic politics aside and give the American people what they want. Let him play. Let the boy play is what he's saying. And he went on to say that what we're looking at is an unfair, unscientific, and unacceptable standard. He also said, it's clear to me, it's not clear to me, I'm sorry, why even by the terms of your proclamation, Mr. Jakovic could not just legally enter the country by boat. Because <laughs> apparently in Florida, that's the way they deal with immigration, is people coming in by boat. And they don't check them. They bring him in and set him loose. And he's wondering, so if Jacoba just came in by boat, can we just go ahead and let him play? (laughs) Game, set, and match to DeSantis on that one. You like my pun there? Game, set, and match. Um, But, you know, that may be kind of fun. That may be kind of different. That may be kind of, you know, a little euphemistic with regards to COVID. But there's still a bunch of stuff out there that we're dealing with right now in the aftermath of COVID that's got to get – figured out, and got to get changed. So today was the day, ABC News reporting here, in a story that was dated today, that on today's date, we are expecting to see the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic, chaired by Ohio Ohio Republican Brad Winstrup. I was supposed to convene today at 9 a.m. All I know so far is I saw a ticker just a minute ago up on uh, Fox News that said it was a fiery committee. Interesting. So what we want to know, first of all, is where did it come from? And, and I got news. China owes us a better answer. Now, China has not been cooperative at all. Pray tell, why would that be? Well, it started there. I don't care if it started in the lab or in the street, you know, in the in the wet market. Because somebody had a bat sandwich. Doesn't matter. China should be cooperating on this because it, either way you look at it it started in china it's the china flu remember back in the day we got in trouble for calling it the china flu yes B- yes i do <laughs> it's, it's what it is it's the china flu so the i mean if you if you look back in in history we had the spanish flu i don't think the spaniards were upset you know we've had asian flu we've had bird flu where the birds mad it's the china flu Whether it started in a lab or started in a wet market, it's the China flu. China should be helping with this. China should be saying, hey, get over here and help us figure this out because we don't want it to happen again. No, we're not getting that. So the House Select Subcommittee formed today to begin tackling the question that's plagued intelligence and health officials for the past three years. Where did the virus that has killed more than one million Americans and nearly seven million people worldwide, where did it come from? So, the article points out that U.S. agencies do remain divided on the matter. There's no smoking gun. There's limited access to raw data because of lack of cooperation from China. So, where did it come from? Well, the U.S. Department of Energy just last week said that it has changed its position and believes that it did come from a lab leak. The FBI has, quite some time now, assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a lab leak. Four other U.S. agencies, however, believe it was a natural transmission. In other words, the bat, that it jumped from animals to humans at the wet market. Two other agencies are undecided. So we have no consensus whatsoever. And yet 7 million people died. And, And let that sink in. Something killed 7 million people. A million of them live in the United States. Something killed a million of our fellow citizens. And we don't know what started it. And, and the country in which it originated, we're getting very little assistance. And that's unacceptable. Well, here's something else that's unacceptable. Story on National Review really caught my attention when I was getting ready for the show today. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the guy who they kept trotting out there like it was making things better to have him talk to the people. Dr. Anthony Fauci, apparently it's discovered now. You know, at some point when he was when he was poo-pooing the idea that it started in a lab. Just 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 let's let's debunk that now, senators. It did not start in a lab. Well, it turns out that he's relying upon a paper that he commissioned and directed. In other words, he's quoting himself says, on Sunday, the GOP-led House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic revealed that the nation's leading epidemiologist in February of 2020 directed and approved a paper titled The Proximal Origin of SARS-CoV-2, which he later cited to cast the lab leak theory as a myth. It turns out, it says, that Dr. Fauci is the one who now prompted the drafting of that publication that disproved the lab, that quote-unquote disproved the lab leak theory, and the authors of the paper skewed their available evidence in order to achieve the goal that he was seeking. Dr. Jeremy Ferrar went uncredited despite significant involvement a memo from the committee read. So what we're looking at here is he basically created a self-licking ice cream cone. I need somebody to write a paper. Make sure it says these kind of things. If that's not the case, let him come out and speak to it. But right now what we're, what we're gaining is the guy who told us it didn't start in the lab, the guy who says that the fact that, Grants that he oversaw that went to gain-of-function research in China. The fact that it all happened that way, it didn't come from a lab. It didn't come from a lab. I've got a paper right here that says it didn't come from a lab. Oh, you commissioned that paper. You paid for it. Interesting. Self-licking ice cream cone. All right, Boomer, take me to a break, brother. We'll take the last break of the day. We'll come back and we will wrap this sucker up. And I've got somebody saying I'm mispronouncing something. What am I mispronouncing? I'm mispronouncing the tennis player's name. Really? Am I? Novak Djokovic? Well, Dago. Huh? All right. All I know is he's a good tennis player. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. We are back, Phil Williams, right side radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, let me tell you before we go any further, ZLA Solutions is out there. If you're looking for a job or if you're looking for people for a job, ZLA Solutions is where you might want to turn. Their website is ZLAUSA.com, and they are doing an epic good job at lining up people and work on a regular, like daily basis. So if you're looking for a job yourself, go to their website zlausa.com. Check it out; they've got jobs posted all over, and they're and they're good jobs. A lot of them with high wages and, and even benefits. But if you're an individual, and excuse me, an employer, are looking to fill out the ranks of your workforce, well, that's that's uh, that's a move you need to make. Zlausa.com is the website. They can do the recruiting, the background checks, the drug testing, if necessary. Blue collar, white collar, no collar—I always say do not matter. They can do it for you. At ZLA Solutions, they can find you the onesies and twosies with special niche skills, or they can find you a whole shift of people. Just let them let them go to work. They love to say at ZLA that they don't make it. They make it better. That's their mission in life, man. Help you make your business better. So, yeah, check them out. ZLA Solutions at ZLAUSA.com. And tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. That would mean a lot. All right, um, I'm back on this uh, last dipper here, the COVID aftermath. So interesting thing is I just saw on Twitter during the break, um, uh, somebody I follow on Twitter said, after the CDC director Dr. Redfield's testimony today, there should be a SWAT team of FBI raiding Tony Fauci right now, but I know it'll never happen is what he says. That's interesting. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about how this hearing went today. And if I hear something good, I'll talk about it tomorrow. Some of the things that are happening, though, in the COVID aftermath, which is what this part of the uh, Triple deer pair is. In the COVID aftermath, one of the things we have to look at is the massive level of COVID spending. I mean, y'all, it became a trough. It's like, let's belly up to the bar, folks. We got a little more for you. So um, the COVID spending was just just slopped out there. And it got it got to the point of being stupid. Well, in the same time, when you're throwing that much money into the, into the market, or for that matter, not even in the market, just throwing that much money out there, period, like throwing it out the window of your car as you drive down the interstate is what it felt like, you're going to wind up having fraud. Right now, they're saying that, that, that fraud um, is, is, is such epic levels in the level of COVID funds that were fraudulently obtained or applied for and then absconded with that some estimates are that we could be looking at upwards of $250 billion in fraudulent uh, uh, pandemic-related um, access to funds. So far, they've had efforts that have recovered about $2 billion of it. When you consider the amount that was, that was fraudulently obtained, potentially, that's a drop in the bucket. So right now, the White House on Thursday, this is uh, last Thursday, laid out a plan to target pandemic fraudsters and recapture stolen relief funds. All right, they say... They want to put about $600 million into a task force to investigate and prosecute systemic pandemic fraud. Mm, Okay. Well, I'm glad. And the first thing I thought of was, where you been? Because it's not like a new thing. Well, House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chairman James Comer, a Republican out of Kentucky, he said his panel is going to launch investigations like that into hundreds of billions of taxpayer dollars. This may wind up being a bipartisan effort. But he does also go on to say, couldn't resist, I guess, He said, in response to the White House proposal, Comer said it's about time the Biden administration addressed waste, fraud, and abuse and pandemic spending. It took Republicans taking the majority and holding hearings for this to become a priority proposal. (laughs) He ain't wrong. Lastly, I saw a piece on TheHill.com. TheHill.com by Joe Concha, dated uh, two days ago. And Joe Concha is saying the time's now come for a 9-11-like commission on COVID-19. So he points out, we get commissions all the time. We get special hearings all the time in D.C. And they're usually sort of set up to allow the various members of the body to have their orchestrated soundbite moments where instead of asking a question, they make a small speech. And then they sort of insult the, the, uh, the, the person who's there to provide testimony. And the one exception to that has been the 9-11 Commission. He points out it was created in 2002, one year after the terrorist attacks of 9-11. And it was a bipartisan effort, and it had a vested interest not to allow one party or the other to look bad, just to find out how the attacks happened and what could be done to prevent another massive terror attack. Um, I've got a copy of the 9-11 Commission report. It's out there. It's in book form. You can get a copy if you want it. But he points out that 3,000, Joe Concha does, points out 3,000 Americans died on 9-11. But no event since September 11th has had such a profound effect on the United States as the COVID-19 pandemic that began three years ago. And a million Americans have died. A million. He says, so it would make sense, even in these hopelessly divided times, for a COVID-19 commission to be formed in the bipartisan, sober spirit of the 9-11 commission. Really go at it with subpoena power in a, a charter of their own, something that transcends just you know a committee assignment that, that literally becomes a commission. And I don't disagree. I think in the COVID aftermath, we have to do more to get to the root origin. We can't let this thing begin to fizzle out. We can't let it become a political football. We got to dig deep and we got to find out how this happened, hold somebody accountable if they kept information from the American public. And oh, by the way, how do we make sure it doesn't ever happen again? To the extent possible, how do we keep this from happening again? And what were the lessons learned? I mean, how many times in the military, if you've been in the military, did you ever have to do an after-action review? If you don't figure out your lessons learned, you know, three up, three down, lessons learned, then you have the opportunity to then just have to repeat it because you didn't learn. All right, you guys, major day. Boomer, we got I, I, John from Huntsville's already said. Phil, you completed the triple dipper. You completed the dippers. I, I, got, a, I got an A-plus from John from Huntsville. Ooh, whoop, whoop. Play, play the camel on the way out, bud. Let's do that right now. Oh, guess what day it is. <laughs> guess what day it is. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is. It's hump day. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop! All right, you guys. Congratulations for making it through a, a half a week. You're halfway to the weekend, and uh, Boomer and I are back here tomorrow too. We got a kind of a surprise for tomorrow. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, may have somebody guesting in the studio with me. That'll be interesting. I'll tell you more about that tomorrow. In the meantime, have an amazing night. Boomer and I are back here tomorrow too. We will see you then.